Hello, my beautiful humans and sexy souls. Welcome back to another episode of Healing, Growing, Evolving, the podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, my name is Carson Kelber and I'm so happy to have you here with us today. If this isn't your first time tuning in, I am also so happy to have you here with us today. Today's episode is a powerful one and it is an important one because what I'm going to be talking about is something that I think a lot of us lack an understanding on, or at least I know that I did for a very long time, so maybe I'm just projecting, but we are going to be diving deep into anger and why it is actually such a valuable and vital emotion. We are going to be going over misconceptions about anger and how we can reframe what we have been taught about it. We are going to explore what happens when we hold on to or repress our anger and the impacts that can have on our bodies, our minds, and our overall spirit. We are going to learn what anger can teach us and how we can alchemize our anger into change and action and healing. And of course, I will be giving you all practices that you can use to healthily approach and release your anger so that you can reach physical, emotional, and mental freedom. So let's get into it. Before I even get started, I want you to take a second to pause and think about what you have been taught about anger or what beliefs you hold to be true about anger as well as examples of how you have seen and experienced either yourself or people around you in your life display anger. And I'm going to take a wild guess that a lot of us view anger from a negative point of view. We may view anger as shameful or wrong. We may associate it with yelling and screaming or fighting, whether that be physical fighting or verbal fighting. We may have been hurt by someone else's anger or we may have even hurt someone with our own anger and we're not proud of that. And there is absolutely no denying that when anger is not handled in a healthy and appropriate way, it can cause pain to ourselves and others. It can be destructive and even scary. I know that in my own life, growing up and in relationships I have had, I have been the collateral damage of other people's anger. I've had a lot of anger taken out on me in my lifetime. And for the longest time, I only ever was shown very unhealthy and quite frankly, scary displays of anger. And this caused me to not only view anger in a very negative light, but also caused me to repress my own anger and never allow myself to feel it because I didn't want to be like the people who hurt me with their anger and I was never taught that there was a healthy way to use and release anger and you may also resonate with that or you may find the flip side to be true. You may have witnessed people in your life never get angry and while that's not always a bad thing, You may have seen someone in your life get hurt and have a very valid reason to be angry, but instead they brush it off or they find empathy in the situation and that taught you that when someone hurts you, 
you shouldn't feel angry either. The reality of the world we live in is that many of us lack proper emotional intelligence and emotional regulation, and no one is at fault for that. We don't learn these things, right? They don't sit us down in school and teach us emotional intelligence or emotional regulation, but rather we learn them through modeling, and this especially rings true in childhood, right? We watch how our parents or our caregivers or our family, the people around us, or even our friends approach emotions, and this is how we learn to approach our own emotions. And if you listen to last week's episode on inner child healing, I talk a lot about reparenting and how a core aspect of reparenting is emotional regulation. And I think that anger is one of the really big emotions that many of us need to learn how to reparent ourselves on, right? We need to learn that, no, we shouldn't give our power away so easily to the little shit and minor inconveniences and allow things that are not worth our time or energy get us angry and get under our skin. We need to learn that, no, we absolutely should not allow our anger to take over who we are at our core and allow it to be displayed in a way that hurts ourselves or others. But we also need to learn that to some degree, yes, anger is necessary. And just like every other emotion we will encounter in this human experience, it is such a powerful teacher. And most importantly, We need to learn healthy ways to approach our anger and to release it so that we do not allow it to continue to live on within us and cause detrimental effects to our health, our well-being, our behaviors and the way we act, our relationships, and our overall happiness and peace. So what can anger teach us? What is it trying to tell us? How can we use our anger to move us in the direction of change, of action, of healing? First and foremost, at its core, anger serves the purpose of trying to tell us that something is happening that we do not like, that does not sit right with us. It tells us that whatever is occurring is upsetting us, and it serves the purpose of protection. It is trying to tell us that one of our needs are not being met. And there are two different approaches to anger that I've read about from various psychologists and psychoanalysts, the first of which being that anger is a primary emotion. And a primary emotion is the first emotion we feel or our initial reaction to external events or stimuli. And the best example I can give you as to when anger might show up as a primary emotion is when someone cuts you off when you're driving, right? I'm sure all of us have had that happen to us and many, if not all of us, I'm sure have at least once in our lifetime felt that frustration, that irritation, that anger when this happens. And in this example, our anger is serving the purpose of 
protection of our actual physical safety, right? When someone cuts us off, we have to break or move out of the way so we don't wreck. And that's what prompts that anger because someone just put our safety at risk. However, this is where I personally agree more with the second approach to anger, and that is that it is a secondary emotion. And secondary emotions are the emotional reactions we have to other emotions. And looking back at that being cut off while driving example, is anger actually our first emotion or is it fear that we are feeling but we choose to react from a place of anger? And to give you a visual of anger as a secondary emotion, I want you to picture an iceberg. And what we see or what we feel and are experiencing at the tip of that iceberg is that anger. But underneath the surface, underneath the tip of the iceberg, right, the part that's in the ocean, lies our other emotions that are causing that anger, right? So that might be fear, like we just discussed, or it may be disappointment, loneliness, hurt, grief, And oftentimes the reason that we choose to feel anger instead is because what lies underneath is much more vulnerable and raw, right? It's oftentimes easier to say that we are angry rather than saying we feel lonely or we are grieving or we hurt or it's easier to let ourselves feel that anger than feel that hurt and grief But when we start to approach anger from this secondary emotion point of view, this is when our anger can uncover the deeper emotional wound within us that we need to address, right? This is when it can teach us so much about what is actually going on within us. And let me make it clear that just because anger may be a secondary emotion, that doesn't mean it should not be felt. I've already said it a few times in this episode, but we have to allow ourselves to feel that anger. And it is through feeling that anger that we are able to unlock that deeper meaning behind it. So how can we approach this anger in a healthy way that allows us to uncover what it is trying to tell us? First, We acknowledge it. We say out loud or in our heads, right now, I am feeling anger. I am angry. By doing this, we are bringing our conscious awareness to the emotion we are experiencing and we are choosing not to repress it. And as you do this, it is so, 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 so important that you do not hold judgment or shame towards yourself and your anger because if you let yourself hold that judgment or that shame that is when you are going to try to repress the emotion because you are going to tell yourself that you are wrong for feeling it so you have to approach acknowledging your anger from a non-judgmental point of view and if you struggle to identify anger Pay attention to the physical sensations in your body that you feel. Anger typically makes our heart race. It makes us get hot or our muscles might tense up. Our jaw might clench, 
right? So that first step is identifying and acknowledging that anger. Next, once we've identified our anger, it is now time to understand it. And I'm going to list off some questions you can ask yourself to help you better understand the root of your anger. What am I truly upset about? What needs of mine are not being met or are being ignored? What part of me is my anger trying to protect? What do I feel threatened by? What boundary of mine is being crossed? Is my anger proportional to the situation at hand? If not, are there things I have been ignoring lately that have also been making me angry? Is this anger being triggered from a place of the past? How old do I feel right now? By asking ourselves these questions, we are giving our anger the permission to teach us. And once we have acknowledged our anger and gained a better understanding of where it is coming from, we now channel it into appropriate action. Emphasis on appropriate, right? This is the step where we must make sure we are not causing harm to ourselves or those around us. Our anger is not an excuse to lash out on someone or yell or to keep the cycle of pain rolling by projecting it onto someone else, even if that someone else is the one who made you angry. Fighting fire with fire will get you nowhere, but the type of action you take will depend on what it is that you uncovered about your anger. So if you discovered that the reason you are angry is because someone crossed a boundary of yours, this is where you will need to communicate that boundary with that person. Or if you discovered that your anger is rooted in having your feelings hurt by someone because they treated you poorly and you don't like to be treated that way, this is where you will need to communicate with that person that you will not tolerate being treated by that, that way. Or maybe this is where you cut off that relationship with that person if you notice that this is a pattern. Or if you discover that your anger is really just grief in disguise, this is where you will switch your focus to processing that grief. Or maybe you're angry at yourself and you realize it's because you acted in a way that is out of alignment with who you want to be and out of alignment with your values and your beliefs. So this is where you will make a plan and a promise to yourself of how you will act differently the next time. And this is why anger is such a valuable emotion because it gives us the motivation to do all of the things I just listed above and more. Anger prompts us to set stronger boundaries. It lets us know what we are willing to tolerate or not willing to tolerate in our lives. It uncovers our needs. It teaches us how we want to be treated. It can point us to deeper emotional wounds we have been ignoring. It helps us protect ourselves. It inspires us to change our own behavior or the direction you are, we are headed in. 
Your anger is sacred. It is valuable. And if you let it, it can teach you a lot about yourself, your desires, your needs, your values, and your beliefs. And I'm going to give you an example from my own life of how I have uncovered the sacredness of my own anger. Like I said in the beginning, I never used to allow myself to feel anger. I was never given a healthy example of anger, and I was scared of it. I was also scared of becoming like the people who I watched display anger in a very unhealthy way. And on top of that, I am someone who possesses a lot of empathy for other people. And in the past, when people would treat me poorly or disrespect me or hurt me, I would immediately jump to being able to understand that they were only hurting me because they themselves were hurting. And yes, that is a very healthy conclusion to come to. However, because I was immediately jumping to that conclusion, I failed to acknowledge that the way I was being treated was not okay. And I was lacking that empathy for myself. And I continued to let this happen person after person after person. And it wasn't until I allowed myself to get fucking pissed as hell at the way people had been treating me that I was able to finally say enough is enough and to start to set boundaries and recognize my own needs and what I wasn't willing to tolerate in relationships. And yes, that anger was a secondary emotion for the hurt and disrespect I was feeling. However, that anger was the reason I now have the confidence and self-respect to only allow people in my life who treat me the way I deserve to be treated. And I tell you this to show you that it is not only okay, but it is necessary to get angry because that is how we take our power back. Now let's talk about the last piece of all of this. Allowing anger to physically move through you. Emotions are energy in motion, and if you stop that motion, that energy gets trapped in your body and stored in the form of pain, inflammation, tense muscles, physical symptoms, a dysregulated nervous system. So if you're like me and you spent a lot of your past repressing your anger or not knowing how to feel it, this is especially important for you. I'm going to give you some somatic exercises that can help you physically move through anger and physically move this energy out of you. And again, these can be extremely helpful for those who have a lot of repressed anger, but also for those instances when you get angry in the present and you physically feel the reaction of that anger in your body. So if you have a really sensitive nervous system, I know that I do, chances are that when you feel anger, it is going to cause a physical reaction. So finding time to do one of these somatic exercises so that it doesn't get trapped in your nervous system is so crucial. I have found so much power and relief and healing in 
all of these exercises. And they are things that I do on the regular. And it's important to remember that when we are engaging in these exercises, you are doing it with the intent of releasing the anger, right? We aren't doing these things to make ourselves more angry. And most importantly, we want to do them safely. We are not causing harm to ourselves or to anyone around us. The first somatic exercise or practice, and again, we are doing this safely, throwing or breaking something. Now, we don't want to break any of our possessions that are going to make us more angry once we've realized that we've broken them. If this sounds of interest to you and you just want to break the crap out of stuff, I would recommend going to a rage room. I don't know if you've ever heard of those, but they give you like bats and plates and you just hit stuff and you throw stuff. And that is such a great way to somatically release your anger. The next one, and this one is my favorite and it's going to sound silly, but punching the crap out of a pillow again a pillow. We're not hurting ourselves. We're not punching walls. We are punching something soft that is not going to hurt us. I love to take my two fists and just beat the shit out of a pillow to get my anger out. And again, I know that sounds silly, but it is so helpful. Along those lines, you can take a boxing class or go to a gym with a punching bag and Put gloves on your hands to protect them and just punch and get all your anger out. Another one, screaming, preferably in private, right? We don't want to do this in public. We don't want to do this at anyone. We want to do this somewhere we, where we are safe and we are not making anyone else worry about us. Along those lines, singing angry songs, right? You can do this in your car. This would be a great one for if someone does cut you off while you're driving and you feel that physical reaction and you're on your way to work and you need to get that out before you get to work. Turn on an angry song and just start singing the lyrics. This is another one of my favorite ones. Working out, right? You can go for a run to release that anger or if you're me, you can go lift some heavy ass weight. One of my favorite things to do at the gym to get out my anger is to take a heavy medicine ball and just throw it at the ground. You can also create art, dance. Dancing is a great way to transmute emotions, not just anger, but any emotion. Write. Writing has been another powerful exercise for me that I have learned to love over the past year or so. Drawing painting. And the last one that I have for you is another one that's going to sound really silly. Throw a tantrum, right? Stomp your feet on the ground. Act like a toddler. Again, do this in a private place where you're not drawing unwanted attention towards yourself. But for every time that you wanted to act out when you were angry when you were a kid, but you couldn't because you were going to get punished or in trouble, do it now. Let that anger out, right? And these are not the only somatic exercises you can do for anger. I'm sure you can think of your own. The whole purpose of somatic exercises is to physically involve your body in the process of releasing and transmuting your emotions. Emotions happen at the level of the body. 
they create a physical response. So to fully reach freedom from our emotions, we need to involve our body in that process of release. And I'm going to say this one last time. Do all of these exercises safely, right? The purpose is to help us, not to cause more harm to ourselves. That is all that I have for you today. Thank you, thank you so much for being here and for tuning in. I hope that each and every one of you know how grateful I am that you choose to tune in weekly and share some of your time with me. I really, really do appreciate it. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't be here talking to my silly little computer on my silly little mic. And I am looking forward to talking to you again next week. I love you so, so very much. And as always, you are worthy, you are deserving, and you are capable.